There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling. Brad Sellers, Pearl Washington, Sean Keen, Buck Johnson, Kevin Duckworth, Joey Devine, Kenny Gaddison, Baskerville Holmes, Patreons, Bo Dooling, thank you, Bo. Lee Fischetti, thank you, Lee. Elliot Runberg, thank you, Elliot. Musical guest, The Dead Weather. And now the temporary host of the Round Ball Rock Podcast, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock Podcast, and we are back with a brand new episode. I'm here, as always, with America's Uncle Dad, a stand-up comedian who is on the road in Sacramento as we speak, Mr. Sean Keen at gmail.com. I probably shouldn't say your email <laughs> nah, publicly. Huh? It's just um, public already. What are they going to do? Um, hey, Joey. Uh, I am. I'm in Sacramento. It's really hot here. Uh, it's like 108, I think. Wow, that's too hot. It's hot here, too. Um, Sean. Yeah. Uh, California's going through a drought again. My uh-huh. question for you. Yes. Are you personally volunteering to use 15% less water like Governor Gavin Newsom asked every Californian? Uh, oh, well, that's going to do it. That's the the main thing, as we all know, um, when it comes to global warming, energy consumption, or water, individuals are yeah, the yeah. driving force and not corporations, conglomerates. And in the specific case of water, um, Oakland A's president, Billy <laughs> Bean, the biggest water scofflaw uh, user in the state of California a couple yeah. of years ago. That's impressive. He um, hates as, uh, both stolen bases and um, the water supply. <laughs> uh-huh. He's, he's like, I don't trust the eye test with these reservoirs. Um, I think Los Angeles is actually going to be okay for the drought this year because they have banked a lot of water. But uh, the rest of the state, hey, a lot I mean, of low they banked a lot of stolen water, right? I've seen Chinatown. Yeah, no, I mean, it, whatever they're, yeah, the they're corrupt. They did, they did not use their corrupt allocation of water that they're, they're taking from uh, those guys who tried to shoot Jack Nicholson when he came to their farm. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh. Yeah, Rest, and Gavin Newsom, <laughs> if you don't reduce your, your water usage by 15%, he's going to slice your nostril like Roman Polanski. 
I would not be surprised if Gavin Newsom had some kind of incest scandal. Anyway, um... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, wonder, I wonder what it's like. Are you allowed to get water at Plump Jack anymore? Yeah. <laughs> also, you can tell there's a water shortage because uh, of Gavin Newsom's voice. That somehow, in the past two years of being governor, he's basically turned into uh, Christian Bale in The Dark Knight. He's like, oh, we got to reduce our water consumption by 15%. Please don't recall me. Where's Rachel? Where's Rachel? Um... Yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, you're looking for uh, another man's girlfriend? That is also on brand for Gavin Newsom. Um, some business up top at roundrockpod at gmail.com, at roundrockpod on Twitter. Call us on the phone at the number in the description of the episode. Five-star reviews only on iTunes, patreon.com slash roundrockpod, where, uh, Steve Ballmer answered some news that came up about him. We're probably going to talk about it later. Um, but on the Patreon, Steve Ballmer, in his advice show answered some news about his tax evasion. <laughs> yeah, with his with his good friend Kawhi Leonard, uh-huh, I believe. Yep. He also got calls from uh Jeff Bezos on his space phone and Wow. Um, can we hear can we hear some of that? Um let me see if I can pull it up. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't um, mean to put you on the spot. I mean, we can hear some of it. I just have to drag it into the old sound drop. Pick from the middle. Chuck got me a cake, you silly goose! And I just stood there and I rubbed two of my best friend's thighs over and over and over again. Just really hard, really massaged and slapped my best friend's thighs because that is how the ninth richest man in the world celebrates everything with some grand old thigh rubbing! All right, that was Steve Palmer on the Round Ball Rock wow. Patreon this week, talking about how he was the uh, ninth man ever to be uh, to make a hundred billion dollars. So, uh, fuck Steve Palmer, because no billionaires are good billionaires. Um, uh, also, Sean, we forgot to plug this the last two episodes, which is bad. Oh yes, it's um, important. <laughs> But we've we're only having, got we've only got a week a month to prepare. Uh, we're having an an informal listener meetup at Summer League this year, uh, barring the Delta variant going insane. Um, but uh, on August tenth, I believe, right? It's the tenth. August tenth, Tuesday, August tenth at ten thirty p.m. at the Golden, the Golden Nugget. Nugget. Tillman Fertitta's own Golden Nugget. Where in the Golden Nugget, Sean? Oh, it's going to be, I believe, the only slot machine in a casino that features the owner of that casino. Mm-hmm. It's the Tillman Fertitta billionaire buyer slot machine. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves the billionaire buyer because Tillman is such a good businessman himself that never has to beg for hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm. in short-term loans or government handouts. And uh, is maybe America's greatest wharf-related billionaire. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not a billionaire, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, according to the IRS, no, he's, he's not. He's a theoretical um, billionaire. Anyway, he's look, still I mean, a you bad can't guy. tell. Oh, that's um, going through. Yeah. Uh, but he's a real right. bastard. That slot machine <laughs> will step on your throat and then cut your throat. Except it's not because we're taking that PPE loan back from him one slot pull at a time uh-huh. uh, at, at the Golden Nugget Casino, August 10th at 10.30 p.m. Uh, come, come hang out. Um, and then we'll probably go play craps or something. Who knows? Um, T-shirts, Sean. There's a mm-hmm. there's a store, uh, our T Public store. That's also at our link in the description. And guess what, Sean? T Public right now is doing no T-shirt July. <laughs> uh huh. So everything that's not a T-shirt in our T-shirt store is on sale for thirty percent off or something like that. There's mm-hmm. also a code Round Rock Pod. So it's um, not that I can't wear a T-shirt for the whole month of July for awareness of something. No, but your dad would love that. 
Um, he, he does love <laughs> uh, being shirtless. Yeah, Sean's dad. And the lawn. I think every time I've gone to Sean's parents' house, his dad has been shirtless mowing the lawn. <laughs> yeah, and doing some kind of yard work. Oh, my God. Somebody uh, stole his green bin this week. Oh, no. He <laughs> get replaced, but I don't know what happened. Uh, they just didn't pick it up for some reason on that part of the street. So as some of you know, uh, my father is locked into a undeclared trash can race with his neighbor across the street. Mm-hmm. Um, they both compete to see who gets their cans out the earliest. Neither one of them has ever actually acknowledged this, but at this point the cans go out at about 9 a.m. the day before the trash pickup. So they're out Wednesday morning, even though the trash doesn't come till Thursday. And uh, this week, both green bins were not picked up on the regular time. I don't know if it was the 4th of July weekend, but they had their green bins out, and neither one would bring the green bin back uh, I don't think it was like a standoff. I think they were just worried that they'd called for the replacement. And then one day, the my father's green bin was gone, and uh, they had to replace it. So someone may have stolen uh, some of the branches that my father is slowly parceling out every week. Uh, he had some trees trimmed, and instead of getting an extra pickup, he has decided to saw the branches into small pieces so we can sneak three or four of them into the can every week and they will be gone in about eight months. Oh, great. So um. <laughs> it's just a smart move. I'm also with a, a bulldog right now. Oh, is it Rocco? Are you hanging out no, Clay uh, on Clay Thompson's houseboat? I wish I was on Clay Thompson's houseboat. Oh, my God. My, it would be life-changing. Look, it's going to change James Wiseman's life that he was on that houseboat. Um, I think that's all our business, right? I think so, too. All right. Uh, let's go to the news. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, Sean, it's the NBA Finals. So you know we've got some big NBA Finals news. Sean, what's our top story? Uh, I'm glad you asked, Joey. It's that Zion Williamson is getting driven out of town by the New Orleans Historic District Landmarks Commission. Oh, man, I cannot wait for all of the for the Brian Windhorse podcast my favorite podcast about Red Robin, uh-huh. uh, the restaurant, by the way, <laughs> who in between talking about uh, bacon and milkshakes, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes we'll talk about how they lasciviously want a star to get out of a small market. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, I'm so into Red Robin that I started multiple Facebook groups to talk about it. Something else that uh, Brian Windhorst talks a lot about on that show. <laughs> Um, so here's the story. Um, technically, I believe this is Zion's mom's house. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm saying that Zion bought it for her. Again, she might be she might have her own money, but I think you know, given that Zion is a, a wealthy young man, mm-hmm. uh, I believe he bought his mom a mansion in the Garden District of New Orleans. That house was built between 1860 and 1868, and she wanted to add a third floor for a workout room and a theater. Mm-hmm. Um, when I read that, when I read this at first, I thought they wanted to add like a theater theater, mm-hmm. like a movie, which would have like a weird decision. I was <laughs> thinking more like, well, when I read it, I was like, oh, like for for theater. I, I, I don't oh, know. You why. Were thinking I thought like, uh, like, like a plays. gas, like, yeah, like, like the globe. They wanted yeah, like to an put... off Bourbon <laughs> Street. Uh, they, they yeah, want... That's what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> they wanted to put a theater in the round in their house, you thought. Uh-huh, yeah. Like, just maybe like, you that's... could perform at Zion Williams's house in a black right. box theater. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, like, when you went to New Orleans. <laughs> Rebel listeners, check it out. No, when I read this, I knew what they were talking about. I knew they meant, like, a crib-style movie theater, you know, with, uh-huh. like, some big, comfy... 
So uh, uh, some big comfy chairs and a popcorn machine. No one has ever turned on. Can we talk no about ever- the movie theaters on MTV's <laughs> cribs real quick? <laughs> All of them have the same shitty popcorn machine that is mm-hmm. empty. And has clearly never been turned on. I mean, it just seems it just seems like the scale for that is so punishing. Like, like you want to? How many people would you have to have over to make turning on that popcorn machine worth it? Fifteen. Like a right? dozen. Yeah. 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 And then I, I'm sure that cleaning it is an absolute nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but back anyway, to Zion's gonna mom. walk in. They're like, oh, he's actually rich. He's got that popcorn machine. <laughs> He must be a very successful rapper. <laughs> uh, so they tried to apparently in the in the application, they tried to like hint that, hey, this is Zion. Um, uh, Nola.com says, but in a thinly veiled reference to the Pelican star, Williams said the owner hoped the theater could be used for her son to, quote, screen professionally what he mm-hmm. does. Well, I watch game mm-hmm. film. I got it. Smart. Yeah. In a home theater. That's where you watch game film. I mean, I mean maybe, maybe I'm sure I mean, you would. You know, if you had a screen that big, I mean, you watch Hard Knocks or whatever. They basically are watching game film on uh, in a theater. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's possible that that's nicer than the Pelicans' real film room. Yeah, it absolutely is. This not nicer than the Saints though, because that's where that uh, <laughs> that lady who hates uh, workers puts all her Gail money. Benson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure she charges for the popcorn from her popcorn machine. <laughs> anyway, we want to dunk on New Orleans, not Zion and his family for wanting a nice home theater because they're rich. Um, uh, well, I mean, yeah, the Landmarks Commission <laughs> did not want them to replace uh, the Civil War era roof. I mean... Uh, uh, <laughs> Look, I, mean, I, I know I, mean, I know a story games, about an right? old I, I know a story about an old New Orleans house we'll get to in a minute, but um <laughs> uh Sean um, so, when yeah. you thought it was a theater theater, like mm-hmm. for actors, yeah. were you like, oh man, is Daryl Morey gonna trade for Zion Williams? That's what I was thinking. I was absolutely like this could be it. Like this is his. This is his I, signal. Finally, that, the Rogers to his Hammerstein. To yeah, right. That uh. <laughs> he's like, he's like, the first thing I want to have there is Small Ball the musical. <laughs> so that's, that's the main thing I want there. Anyway, <laughs> if I were New Orleans, uh-huh. and there's this already city. been multiple stories about how Zion's family wants him out of New Orleans. Uh-huh. Pretty sure I would have made it so they could build this theater. <laughs> yeah. I think I think the Bensons are actually falling down by not just making a call. Mm-hmm. Like they yep. he this application needed to be more blatant about it. Sure. Like you got two years, you know, he's eligible for an extension at the end of next summer. We need to remodel this house by then. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a good way to put it. But I'm sure I also kind of think New Orleans, uh, <laughs> I mean, not that not that the Pelican, not that New Orleans doesn't support uh, that team, but uh, they kind of support architecture more. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking uh, of old houses in New Orleans, can yeah. I tell you a story I once heard about Nicolas Cage? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> so Nicolas Cage bought a really old house in New Orleans because... Uh-huh. We can talk a lot about uh, Nick Cage's other things that he owns in New Orleans, but here's a story about I heard about his house. Okay. Uh, he bought a really old house, mm-hmm. and every day, like on the hour, a tour group was coming by, and he assumed it was like a Hollywood stars tour group oh. <laughs> until... And he got mad about it, and they were like, no, no, this is... We didn't even know this was your house. Uh, and he was mm-hmm. like, then why are they coming by until he took uh-huh. the tour and it turned out it was like a haunted New Orleans tour. And it turned out the yeah. house he bought was uh, like the most evil house in New Orleans. It was uh-huh. like there were like a, a really what? racist doctor did horrible experiments on slaves in the basement. And Wait, he made really? Them- yes. <laughs> And he made them stop the tour and sold the house. 
Oh my he was God. like, what? No one told me about this. That it's like a racist ghost house? Yes, it's a racist ghost house. It's like a house that, like, I think there's an American horror story based on the house Nicolas Cage bought. And he Wait, did so not know when he bought it. So that's is that the same one that Anne Rice used to bought used to own, or did I he think buy that's, a different? I think it's Nicholas a different mansion. New Orleans mansion. Okay, because Nicholas Cage did own a house uh, a block away from Zion's house, mm-hmm. but that one used to belong to um, Anne Rice, and that's mm-hmm. one that uh, it used to be. Let's see, it's it's from. This is very funny. It used to be owned by a coffee importer whose big claim to fame is that he invented burlap sacks. Mm -hmm. That's very weird. Very weird weird thing to invent. Oh, go ahead. um, Anyway, it used to be a chapel and a reform girls school. So there's like all these pavilions and chandeliers and giant Virgin Mary statues. And uh, Nicolas Cage, of course, put a bar in it. And uh, yep. bought a pool table that used to belong to Dean Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so of anyway, that's that's like a block away from Zion's house. You know what else uh, is a block away from Zion's house? What's that? John Goodman's house. I looked oh, it up. Yes. Uh, and, but you know who owned John Goodman's house before John Goodman? Uh, who owned it before John? Trent Goodman? Reznor. Yep, good buddies. Um, <laughs> that's so weird, Joey. Why? Uh, but Sean, do you want to talk about the other thing Nick Cage owns in New Orleans? Yeah, and I've I've been there. Um, he owns a nine foot tomb mm-hmm. with yep. a Latin motto from National Treasure on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. <laughs> and um, it that that motto. Hold on, I can read it to you because I have a it's picture. It's just of e myself. pluribus unum, right? <laughs> it's. I mean, it's weirder than that, but uh. Anyway, it, it's it's Obnio. Um, this is not worth it at all for me to look this up. Okay, then I'm don't. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but Sean, do you have any quotes about uh, Nicolas Cage buying real estate you want to share? Well, I'm I'm glad you do. <laughs> um, and at the top of his fame, um, he bought a lot of stuff. Um, he bought two castles. He had owned a deserted island in the Bahamas. He owns the very first Superman action comic, which yep. cost $150,000. He also bought a 70-million-year-old dinosaur skull. Uh, he had to return that to the Mongolian government. Mm-hmm. because he wouldn't, have, he wouldn't have had to return that if he knew Jody Allen. That's true. He the owner of the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> yeah. So um, he claims that he bought all this property, which led him to uh, having it all basically sold and seized by the IRS because he was reading about mythology. Mm-hmm. He said, it's like building a library. You read a book and in it, there's a reference to another book. And then you buy that book and then you attach the references. For me, it was all about where was the grail? Was it here? Was it there? What is the grail but earth itself? Anyway, That's I don't an all time Nick Cage quote. Yeah, um, uh, I mean the all-time, all-time Nick Cage quote is, of course, about why he named his son Kal-El. Do you remember that? That's quote, right. Um, I believe he said that the reason he named his son Kal-El was that Superman's name, and uh, that that he was good, an American, an American. Um, <laughs> yeah, he he's good and American, like Superman. Mm-hmm. Um. That is a weird name. Yeah. Oh, uh, good, unique, and American, and yeah, that's yeah. all. <laughs> uh-huh. Just like so, Cal-El. So um, congratulations, Cal-El Coppola Cage. Mm-hmm. Speaking of um, New Orleans, Sean, did Stan Van Gundy have anything to say uh, in the last couple of days? Yeah, he actually had a response to uh, this story, I believe, which was, have you ever driven to your destination, pulled out your phone, checked your text and thought, damn, if only I had read this text and replied while I was driving. So many people out there willing to risk their lives and the lives of others to read or send texts. Here's what I got to say, Joey. Mm -hmm. Stan posts a lot of stuff on Twitter. Yeah. This one's pretty good. This is pretty. This is like a lot more. I feel like it's the most useful thing he's really posted. See, I mean, the most useful thing he ever posted was that fake MAGA sign someone posted on his uh, 
lawn or whatever that then oh, the, he... The he did he write it himself <laughs> yeah that and then clay travis out he wrote, wrote it himself yeah i don't um, i don't know if that was <laughs> i love it's like reddit fingerprint analysis a handwriting analysis um but what i will say is here's the thing do you remember what we learned about jeff van gundy when he's driving yeah, he does not listen to the radio, even if he's going he like drove seventeen nine hours. Nine hours without listening to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing we've learned about the Van Gundys here is they hate being distracted while they're driving. Yeah, that's the main thing, and maybe maybe that came up. Maybe that was maybe this was also in a lecture every day for mm-hmm. them, and it's like that one more thing. If you're driving, just don't respond to your text messages. <laughs> Build a fucking wall around that phone. Okay. Um, speaking of uh, fired coaches, mm-hmm. Sean, do you have another story about uh, some fired coaches? Yeah, I do. Uh, this is a fired and then newly employed uh, the Eastern Conference Playoff uh, Coach of the Year, <laughs> the Eastern Conference Playoff Coach of the Year, Nate McMillan. Uh, there's a quote from Hawks beat writer Chris Kirshner who reported that Nate McMillan said he grew tired of watching Jeopardy and Family Feud on his coach after being let go from Indiana. Whoa! That's when he, he wanted to get back into coaching. But here's the thing we know uh-huh. is uh, our favorite fired coach ever, Jim uh-huh. Boylan, yeah. celebrated most... his first win by watching Family Feud. Mm-hmm. He and his family ate dry cereal and watched Family Feud on the couch. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I kind of feel like Nate's maybe dissing Jimmy B a little bit there. I mean, he is the anti-Jimmy He is kind of the anti-Boylan. <laughs> um, like, like, in that he's a good coach. Right. That's the main thing. Yeah, he's... he's a good coach who uh, um, <laughs> wins <laughs> no matter where he goes. He doesn't, like, hand guys pay stubs after they run sprints, you know, <laughs> whatever Boylan was doing. So would, Boylan would Boylan never get a job. Of- if Jim Boylan got a job again, would you put it past him to create, like, a whole system of, like, mining currency that oh, he not paid at all. players? Except, except, well, except that would actually lead to an outcome. Uh, yeah, he would have, true. like, he would have, like jimmy bucks on the blockchain uh-huh. and they're like redeemable for like handfuls of, of checks mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. yeah um sean yes speaking of bad coaches uh uh-huh. can i play you a clip of coach <laughs> bud in the nba finals uh-huh because we 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 heard a very inspiring clip that went viral. We don't have to play it about Monty Williams mm-hmm. pumping up DeAndre eight. Well, I mean, what then I will they... say is we're talking about the playoffs, so I have to do oh, yeah. this. Oh yeah. Oh, get me so pumped. I'm already like, I'm much more pumped than this Coach Bud clip is going to make me. This is the opposite. Here is Coach Bud in game two of the NBA Finals trying to pump up the Bucks. Brought to you by Head and Shoulders, some wired sound to start us off. Play fast, play random, play together, play in great space. Let's go play some basketball, have some fun. Um, can I play that at one more play time? Play fast, play, play random, play together, play in great space. Let's go play some basketball, have some fun. Have you ever heard a coach say play random? No, no. It sounded like he was like a TikToker. Like, oh, our game's so random. We're hard to defend. That's what we're like. We're just random. Which... You never know if Chris Middleton's going to be really good or really bad. It's just so random. It's so random. Like... I am Chris Middleton, and I am so random. I'm just going to throw up, like, mid-rangers with three people on me, and either they go in or not. (laughs) But I'm random. I'm just random like that, especially on the road. We're just super random. (laughs) I guess we should talk about the finals a little bit right here while we're doing it. Yeah, I guess Uh, we might as well get into that here, yeah. Sean, are the Bucks going to lose in four games? No, are going to win a game. I mean, it's they are getting beat by double digits, but I, I do actually think that um, Chris Middleton is 
unusually good at home and or unusually bad on the road. Well, I don't really think that's unusual for role players, which is what Chris Middleton really is. <laughs> I mean, he's like a role player that also goes for 40 in playoff games. Sure, so. but like so does like Tim Hardaway Jr. You know what I mean? Like I'm just saying watching the Bucks so much, maybe <laughs> the problem is Chris Middleton is not a second star. <laughs> I mean, it Although I do, I have noticed there have been a bunch of Bucks games this year where you just you look before halftime, and people are just killing Middleton mm-hmm. and like he sucks, and then somehow in like six minutes he outscores the other team, sure, or goes on a personal thirteen to nothing run or something like that. So I mean, he's almost like the poor man's Paul George. Is that a bad example? I mean, maybe I kind of think he really. Um... I mean, I don't know. Basically, this team, I'll say for Middleton, like they really need him to score points. They don't have the option of having him. Uh, they they don't they don't have like a guy on the bench who's going to go and get buckets. So they're they're kind of missing, you know, maybe a Bogdan Bogdanovich type, but even like even like a Jordan Clarkson type, where or a Reggie Jackson, you know, somebody who can be. Um, just more consistently supportive because there's not there just aren't any other alternatives right I think he would be less annoying but he's he's like absolutely the number two scorer and uh, that's not great like he's he's very well rounded and everything but but just in terms of getting points or breaking down defenses or creating he's much better when he is receiving passes you know yeah no it's true anyway uh the suns look amazing i'm sort of expecting a really bad chris paul game in game three and then the suns to win two games after that um yeah i could see that i think um i just at no point in this series so far have (laughs) i ever believed the bucks were actually coming back when they've quote unquote come back um, no, because they they always the, the comebacks always start when they're like a little bit too far behind. You know what I mean? They go on an eight zero run, but they were down fourteen when it started. You know, uh, Giannis has been amazing though. Giannis has been like fucking Shaq. Um, yeah, yeah. what do he have like forty two? Uh, he deserves well? better, man. I love Giannis. His knee, his knee does not work all the way right now either. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, I'm going to give you these. I'm going to give you the uh, plus minus numbers from from uh, Marcus Thompson, the author of Gold Golden. What's it called? The rise and the rise of Steph Curry. What is that? What is uh, that? Book? It's it's called Golden. Yeah, Golden. Yes. Okay. Uh, so Giannis is plus four. Chris Middleton. Actually, I'm going to go from the bottom. <laughs> Giannis is plus four. Jeff Teague, minus two. Bryn Forbes, minus eight. Pat Connaughton, minus 12. Boy, it feels like it's more negative than that. Uh, Bobby Portis, minus 15. Brooke Lopez, minus 18. Drew mm-hmm. Holiday, minus 19. PJ Tucker, minus 19. Chris Middleton, minus 26. Yep. Uh, so they, they sorry. basically can't take Giannis out of the game. Or it's all going to fall apart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, but the Suns are good. Like, like that. Not to the not Suns to are really good. Uh, we're I dwelling mean, on making fun of the Bucks, but uh, I mean, here's the thing. Look, uh, we have been particularly mean in our lives to both um, Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Uh, that is correct, and we were incorrect. Apparently, uh, <laughs> I mean, it is a good lesson about maybe. Judging people who, well, it's funny because we're, I'm like, well, they were playing for terrible franchises, but most of the same people are in charge. Like, I mean, I guess getting that Ryan McDonough guy out was probably pretty mm-hmm. huge. And Molly's a good coach. Remember but, when they put goats in his office? That's right. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> sure was. Uh, yeah. Um, they seemed to, but anyway, anyway, um, I think I think when a team is terrible and they they don't like being there, uh, maybe maybe it's a tough time to judge someone's uh, defensive ability and effort. I mm-hmm. guess sure. <laughs> uh, 
Anyway, um, he's playing great. They're all playing great. Mikkel Bridges is playing great. And the Warden, which we learned on our Patreon. Yeah. Did you... Um, um, okay, do you think... So they're, the, the Suns are now basically down to a seven-man rotation because Dario Saric is out and now Tori Craig is out. Is that going to matter, Joey? Um, I don't think so. No. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't I think love Dario, actually, but I just don't yeah i mean it sucks the tours acl get better get better mm-hmm. dario for sure super dario mm-hmm. as we learned as well um should we go over those oh no we're doing that separately never mind uh yep that's uh, we're, we're gonna do the bucks uh the bucks um nicknames nicks the bucks nicknames uh, yeah, 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 I mean on our on our Patreon tomorrow, we're gonna yeah. go through every Bucks Nick. Well, we'll we'll peek behind the scenes, everybody. <laughs> Pretty exciting, huh? Yeah. For you, um, the listener, seeing how the magic happens. Sean, we talked about him already earlier. Do you have any uh, stories you want to talk about, Brian Windhorse today? Yeah, he's um. It apparently he, he got, got aggregated. He got aggregated. <laughs> it's his, it's his deepest fear. Uh, it happened. So uh-huh. he. He tweeted. He's like he's like Sheriff Brody in Jaws, <laughs> um, where he hates the ocean, and uh-huh. yet he's a sheriff of a beach town. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is he's he's in the service of aggregators, but yeah. Uh, so so Wendy tweeted earlier on Sports Center. I misspoke when discussing Damian Lillard. I incorrectly said Lillard's camp had been in touch with teams. What I meant to relate was teams are monitoring his situation in case they need to take action. My error. Now, do you think that was something where Lillard contacted Windhorse directly or did a member of his team do it? Uh, I'm gonna guess uh, Nate Jones yelled at him or Chris uh-huh. Haynes. <laughs> and also, um, this is a very narrow clarification because if teams are monitoring his situation, doesn't mean that they're reaching out to his reps. I mean, it sounds it sounds more like Windhorse is like you weren't supposed to go public with this, mm-hmm. right? Because those are um. Like his camp being in touch with teams, I think is tampering, and then his other interpretation of it is not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, what does monitoring a situation mean except reaching out to his camp? Uh, well, right? I it's got to be that the teams are calling his agent, right? The teams are calling Nate Jones. Yeah, or or whoever they are legally allowed to contact without it being officially tampering. Now, see. Rob Palinka knows all you do is uh, keep signing uh, someone with the same agent to a series of increasingly generous contracts, and then you can just call that agent and uh, sneak in your conversation about LeBron James. I mean, uh, a play, a hypothetical. But yeah, I mean, um, you got to find out who who's another Goodwin sports client you can sign to uh, mm-hmm. get the inside track <laughs> on monitoring the Damian Lillard situation. Uh, so again, it, it, look, he's afraid of aggregators and he's right to be afraid of aggregators because they got him this time and he's going to be even more vigilant now. And, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a lesson for all of us. You could get aggregated at any moment. It could be your friend. It could be a partner. Aggregators are everywhere. And, uh, you know. Sometimes you only have yourself to blame if you get aggregated. I don't want to. I don't want to blame the victim, but there are tips you can take to keep yourself from being aggregated, and uh, I urge everyone to do that. <laughs> um, Sean, did anything happen in France this week? <laughs> That's true. Uh, I feel I'm like glad. I'm really Byron Allening this episode. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Where I love I'm it. just gotta... giving you non sequitur setups. Yeah, it's a it's a basketball basketball unleashed. Right, is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Bloggers Unleashed. We should do we should do a show like that. Just have bloggers on, just feed them prompts. We're like, Sean Hyken, uh, you hear about anything proprietary recently? <laughs> Chris Haynes, what are you hearing from that camp? Um, yes, um NBA's one of one of the NBA's most fashionable men, 
And uh, he, uh, James Harden, is in France for Fashion Week. He is hanging out with his uh, platonic life partner, Lil he Baby. He was dressed like Under Armour Jesus in these pictures, mm-hmm. too. <laughs> um. So, um, Lil Baby, Lil Baby, uh, you may know from earlier in the season when James Harden uh, broke quarantine to go to his birthday party and handed him a brick of cash, which is... Uh, a lot of cash. I think it's like fifty thousand dollars in hundreds, but it's in the shape of a brick. Um, that was his birthday gift, uh, and they got they got stomped by the by the racist French police. I'm saying racist French police. I, I think it's right um, uh, because they smelled marijuana, and it turned out that little baby had an ounce of weed in the car. Mm-hmm. So he was detained. I cannot body. believe. That a country as white as France would have a problem with a couple of African Americans uh, right. having weed in their car. I know for such a progressive place as Europe. It's, yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> the French have never had any uh, problems with race in their country <laughs> at all. Nope, nope. just a uh, pretty normal. Uh... Colonialist. Also, I can't I believe Lil Baby had an ounce of weed on him. <laughs> I'm almost like, uh, well, I, I did the conversion when I, they said it was 32 grams. And I looked and I'm like, seems a little low. Seems a little low for Lil Baby. Um, but, you know, maybe that, maybe that was just for the car and there was more at the hotel or something. But uh, uh, the French police apparently did not recognize them. Uh, but they... They recognized the color of their skin, so they decided, let's harass these guys, mm-hmm. including Under Armour Jesus. So James Harden got frisked, <laughs> and uh, again, that that apparently is just a fine in France. You know what uh, they found when they frisked him? Uh, the fact that he was wearing 80 sweatpants or whatever people were claiming when they those pictures of him looking a little thick oh, came out, yeah, remember? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a feeling that uh, James Harden has indulged in some of the things that make uh, visiting France fun. Uh-huh. I'm just going to say that, uh, in, in, you know, I, I'm speculating, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, it went a certain way. Sean, are you doing this podcast from a dishwasher? Um, uh, just started in the background. Anyway, <laughs> Sean is at a guest's house. We can't control the background noise. Sorry. About that, what I will say, Sean, is, do you want to mm-hmm. talk about your favorite man, Niccolo Melli? <laughs> Niccolo Sean, is any, speaking of Europe, is anyone going back to Italy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we both kind of like Niccolo Melli because I mean, he's... he sucks at basketball, but I kind of well, think he's well, funny. We well, well, we were kind of into him because he... He was such an odd signing for the Pelicans at the point they were at. He's a big Italian man who shoots threes, but also ended up kind of being the enforcer of the team. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, I don't know. Um, anyway, after two years in New Orleans and, uh, you know, basically six weeks in Dallas, uh, that was enough. Playing for the Mavs, playing for Mark Cuban for a month and a half was enough for him to decide I'm done with America entirely. Mm-hmm. Yep. If I have to play for this man, this, uh, the, the man, there's an Italian phrase. Um, I can't really pronounce it, but it means the man whose skin must not move. Mm-hmm. And that's what he referred to Mark Cuban as. Usually that's <laughs> like a character from folklore um, who's, who's lied to a witch or something. Uh-huh, but yeah, yeah. I think he was just referring to the pub, the plastic surgery. I'm not sure. I do uh, expect he, him, though, in Italy to yell at his coach, who's in charge here, you or Dario Argento? It's <laughs> true. I mean, that guy, that guy is a multi-town. He's a multi-hyphenate, I think, mm-hmm. that guy, Argento. Um. Oh, also, another player uh, abandoning America. I think he did this because Joe Biden won the election, but uh, Matthew Delavidova is going back to Australia. Um, Andrew Bogut uh, probably convinced him to do that because of um, he decided that America had gotten woke, so it was going to go broke. And so he is returning 
to Australia, where he has his own signature shoe. Mm -hmm. Which is, uh, I believe, is our friend CJ Toledano who said they looked like ref shoes. They they do look like ref shoes. Like 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 as as much as those curry twos looked like um, nurses' shoes. Yeah, but these are like worse. Um, let me see if I can pull up a picture of this, Joey. Signature shoe. Can you believe that Matthew Delvedova had? They're called Deli ones. They should be called the Steve Javi ones. The Javi ones. Uh, yeah, the the original is absolutely a ref shoe. It is mm-hmm. like almost completely black. Um, <laughs> it's like one that they make you get to like use a gym. You know yeah, what I mean? Or like to, the gym. <laughs> it's like a, what what a priest would wear uh-huh. when they're refing a CYO game in nineteen eighty two. There is a uh, there's a hustle colorway that's green and yellow. That looks kind of interesting, but they just kind of, but it's almost, I kind of only like it because it looks like it's the old Sonics colors. Anyway, end of the era, an era, Delhi leaving America. Mm-hmm. And really he's, uh, uh, putting, really put his mark on the hustle whites everywhere from St. Mary's to the NBA finals. Almost died. Steph Curry almost murdered him in the NBA finals, literally. Yeah, do you remember why that was, Joey? Because he drinks coffee at halftime. He drank coffee at halftime, and he had to go to the hospital because of it. Because he was dehydrated. He would drink, like, a pot of coffee at halftime of a, a basketball of game. Of an like, NBA fight. I mean, that, that almost seems like something, like, a time traveler would do, yeah, Joey. That's like, like what like Bob that Cousy was his... did. Yeah. <laughs> but that's because he was, like, you know... Basketball was like his second job. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just trying to stay awake at the night shift before his <laughs> real job, operating a driving school. Yeah. A racist driving school, probably, yeah, I'm right? Sure it was. Wait, yeah. did, wasn't there that story about Bob Cousy reading like critical race theory and then calling Phil Russell like last year to apologize? He, no, he <laughs> mailed him. He mailed him the the uh, Tanahasi Coates book, right? Be, uh, be between the world and me, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And was like, ah, oh, thanks, Bill. I just never, I never considered Sorry, this. I didn't realize. When, when people wouldn't rent you a house, I thought you were kidding. <laughs> you were like, someone broke into your house and pooped in your bed. And I was like, that must have been an animal or something. But now, <laughs> 60 years after it mattered, I understand what you're saying. And Bill Russell did not call him back yeah. after sending him Good for Bill Russell. All yeah. right. Um, Sean, you know what time it's to, it, well, you know what it's time for. What time is it? Um, it's time to talk about some trades. Trades. That's right. We're talking about trades. Slash Capspace URLs. You remember we talk about Capspace all the time in the program. Slash Capspace. Let them know that you came from us. Limited time only. Terms apply. Protected picks. You can even create a beautiful website while listening to this podcast. Over 140 million people choose Wix to create their website. Create yours today. That's wix.com slash woj, W-O-J, to get 10% off. Rights to euros that are never coming. Enter code NBA at checkout for $20 off your first order. Expiring salaries. If you missed it, we launched the Recapables Billions podcast on our Recapables feed. Treating people like they're assets and not people. ZipRecruiter.com slash low post, L-O-W-E post. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Even robots know that basketball is a business, so players shouldn't have feelings because of business. Trades. All right, Sean. There's been some leaked Ben Simmons trades, trade mm-hmm. offers. Now, now, as opposed to people who think that uh, he's worthless after this playoffs, a lot of people, a lot of teams are still willing to take a take a shot on this guy. Unlike him in the fourth quarter, they are willing to take a shot. Um, so we've had some rejected offers. Uh, the Indian I, Wait, hold on. I got an offer in my text messages the other day for Ben Simmons. From a Whoa. Kings fan, should I? Do you want to start there? 
<laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I didn't know you were so plugged in. <laughs> was it Vlade who sent this to you? Because he's he does not have any authority there anymore. No, it was a Kings fan, and he okay. said, "Hold on, sorry, I'm scrolling up. This should tell you where fans think Ben Simmons is. Uh, um, what Simmons' value is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, um." <laughs> Fox, De'Aaron Fox, and two firsts for Ben Simmons and Maxi, and Maxi. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so they would so the, they would need the to Kings, extend Fox. Yeah, the Kings believe so. The Kings fans, Ben Simmons' value is so low, the Kings believe they have to get a young player to take him on. Yeah, they for need Maxi just yeah. in case. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so I think Daryl Morey would probably not take that. Yeah, I'm gonna deal. go, no. I'm gonna go, how, what is a Broadway song that he would react to that with, Sean? Um, well, it wouldn't be, uh, I Can't Say No from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like, um, something from No No Nanette. Yeah, is yeah, there a song yeah, called yeah, No No Nanette? Probably, it would be a no. Right? It would be a no, Yeah. Um, so then Indiana offered Malcolm Brogdon and mm-hmm. a first round pick. Uh, I don't think they I don't think Ben they're taking that for Ben Simmons, Sean. No, um, no. I think <laughs> I think Daryl Morey would reply to that by saying, sit down, you're rocking the boat from. Yeah, Guys that's, and a good Dolls. One. that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Sung by Harry the Horrors. Uh-huh. Um, okay. <laughs> Uh, Cleveland offered Colin Sexton, Kevin Love, and some collection of picks. I don't know how many picks. Wait, wait. (laughs) That is the weirdest trade offer I've ever heard. (laughs) Because (laughs) what would, like, say Kevin Love is still Kevin Love, right? It's like a Blake Mm -hmm. Griffin situation. Right, right, right. And he's good enough. Where would the Sixers even play Kevin Love? Um, Are they playing Tobias at the four again? Is it like Al Horford all over again? No, no. no. Well, the problem is they've been playing Tobias at the three. Basically, I mean, at the three. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess he's like the white Mike Scott now. Is that what they're <laughs> thinking of him as? What if Kevin Love had to get an emoji tattoo to complete that mm-hmm. deal? No. Uh, the Sixers had minimal interest in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, what what <laughs> song do you think? Uh, <laughs> what song do you think Daryl Morey would start singing when he replied to that trade message? Um, I think he would sing. Hold on. Oh, from Bye Bye Birdie, he would sing the song You Gotta Be Sincere. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, gonna say not G overall. Officer Krupke, but um from West Side Story, but sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and apparently the Minnesota Timberwolves uh at the NBA Combine made some offers in person. However, uh they were quick to say that D'Angelo Russell is untouchable in oh. such a deal. Oh boy. So I just don't understand how they're going to trade for Ben Simmons if Carl Anthony Towns is untouchable and Russell's untouchable. They apparently have a core four. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I'm know who the say, fourth one is, Joey. I, the fourth one? Well, it's Edwards, Towns. Russell. Russell. Who's the other... Oh, maybe maybe Malik Beasley is part of the core. Yeah, it's probably Malik Beasley, right? Or Culver? (laughs) I don't know. Um, All I'm going to say is I think Daryl Morey's response to that one was the ladies paying from Sunset Boulevard. Uh, now, allegedly, but I don't. Okay. Gerson Roses <laughs> responded by singing "The Greatest Star of All" from Sunset Boulevard about D'Angelo Russell. Yes, yes. Okay, that's that's very good. <laughs> uh, so, allegedly, Daryl Morey is not going to make a deal until he knows for sure that he can't trade Ben Simmons for Damian Lillard. I mean, I think that's fair, right? 
that's what I would I mean, be doing too. Right. Like, like it, the thing about the, the Ben Simmons situation is there's no actual urgency to trade mm-hmm. him. And while I think he will get traded, um, there's no, it's, it's not like there's like a contract approaching or anything. That also, would this is make... his, his value is at the lowest it's ever been. He literally right. made an all NBA team last year. Well, I mean, Daryl Morey is any of these trades that don't have an all star coming back to Philadelphia are just like non starters. Mm-hmm. And none of these have an all star coming back. Mm-hmm. Unless, I mean, I don't Unless I'm you count Andrew that. Wiggins as an all star. <laughs> Which, in, I, I would if uh, he's part of the FIBA qualifying tournament all star yeah, team, almost, right? He almost dragged Canada into the Olympics. Single handedly. <laughs> a Reggie Miller esque flurry at the end of the game. And then. Uh, the dream ended because of Tomas Sadoransky mm-hmm. banking in a shot. Um, yeah, so um, Daryl Mori, come on round ball, and we will only ask you about the musical theater portions of this segment. We will not yeah. uh, ask about Hong Kong. I am your singing to boat. you, I want to live in America, about yeah. coming on round ball. The, podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the only thing we will ask that might get you in trouble is we might ask if there's a monthly charge for meals at the Rockets facility, just as there is for the employee discount at the, the Bubba Gump Trip Company. Look, Daryl Morey, the main thing I want to ask you is I want to create a stat called uh, Wins Above Patinkin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's about which Broadway, which Broadway stars uh, there have season-high peaks as big as Mandy Patinkin. All right. Um, Sean. There's one more story I want to talk to you about. I think okay. we're getting there, right? We're probably yeah. kind of long now. Um, uh-huh. Sean, the biggest story of all, the most important story in the going on in the NBA right now is, of course, uh-huh. the ratings for Game 1 of the NBA mm-hmm. Finals are down uh-huh. 35% from 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have uh-huh. a response to that? I mean, it's who cares? Yeah, fuck you, dude. Nobody gives a shit. These finals have been great. These playoffs have been awesome. I don't want to hear about it. Like, it's not that big of a surprise to me that a finals that had Stephen Curry in it uh, are doing better than one about Devin Booker. And you shouldn't care as a fan either. Also, it's the finals started at the end of 4th of July weekend. Yeah. That's weird. Like yeah. people are on vacation in July. Like that's that's what's happening right now. Like um, Tuesday night in July, it's not it's not really like prime TV time. But yeah, the huh. TV ratings don't matter even really to the league or the networks, and they shouldn't matter to you, the fan. <laughs> yeah, you 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 already have to be a pretend GM. Don't be a pretend marketing manager. Yeah, you don't, you are not part of the Nielsen family, so who gives a shit? I I do think, though, that um, it was a little controversial for the Suns to put uh, that writing on the court. Obviously, I'm talking about it saying the Valley mm-hmm. at half court. Uh, they really alienated fans in high altitude areas. And I would like to say this to the Phoenix Suns, stick to sports, not geography. <laughs> Um, I think that's our episode, Sean. Yeah, that's the episode. Do you have a song? Uh, did, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, so um, I'm still at the Sacramento Punchline on the 9th and 10th of July. But next week, you can see me at the San Francisco Punchline Tuesday through Saturday, Wednesday through Saturday. That's with Chris Garcia, uh, the Punchline in beautiful downtown san francisco where it will be probably 50 degrees colder than it is outside my shows this week uh 50 miles away so that should be fun um yeah with chris garcia headlining should be a fun show uh chris garcia the only comedian thus far who's asked me to speak at their wedding so yeah uh, get on it other comedians (laughs) and of listeners of this podcast we T two did invite us to his wedding very early, and we were unable to make it. Yeah, um, that's true. 
Also, T two, we haven't heard from you in a while. Give us a call. You're one of let us, you're, let us, yeah, you're well. one of our wildest. You're our biggest wild card as a listener. <laughs> I would say. Yeah, I um, think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> if if you guys don't remember, he was the one that asked us um, how hard he should boss. should he dunk on his boss in an employee, an elementary school only uh, pickup basketball game, and he did dunk on the principal, mm-hmm. right? Yep, he did. Uh, as for me, you can always follow me <laughs> at Frankie Muniz, where I. Wasn't on Twitter for like a full month, and now I've come back with some bangers. (laughs) On July 3rd, I tweeted, Any suggestions on how to empty a garbage-filled trailer? Police located mine two months after it was stolen, all beat up and spray-painted, and it's filled with 10,000 pounds of garbage. At 1-800-GOT-JUNK just came and told me they won't do it. Now what? Um, I have so many questions, but I will also say we will keep you completely anonymous if you are the person that stole Frankie stole Muniz's Frankie trailer, trailer yeah. filled it with 10,000 tons of trash, <laughs> five tons of trash. Um, call the line. It's uh-huh. in the episode description. We will keep you completely uh-huh. anonymous. Um, you can also contact me on Whisper. I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, use the secure uh, tip line for Round Ball Rock. We want to know <laughs> more about this. Was it was it random? Was it targeted? Mm-hmm. Was this one of Frankie's enemies? I I just want to know. Mm-hmm. And again, uh, we will keep it completely anonymous. Sean, did you write a song? I did. I did. Oh, great. Um, I I collaborated with uh, my friend Cat Marshall, aka Cat Sean Marshall. Oh, Sean. Marshall. Sean and Sean. 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 Oh yeah, you do say it, Sean's. Yeah. Like Sean, like Sean Figgins. Yeah. C H O N E of the Anaheim Angels fame. Um, this is part of my project uh, to outdo Soup John Stevens mm-hmm. with a song about every NBA team. And this is this is about the Cleveland Cavaliers. And mm-hmm. uh, this song is called Three Off Love. It's about mm-hmm. Kevin Love and that inbounds pass. Uh great. Uh <laughs> trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. Don't buy a haunted house in uh, New Orleans. Um, it's haunted by racism. Let's all go home to our house, our theaterless house in New Orleans. <laughs> Kevin freaked. It was a three off love. I wanna trade him so much, but to slapped the ball and then looked like an ass I won't trade him so much he's got two years left on his deal Cavaliers got the third pick But why is Kevin playing in the Olympics? They need a white guy And he'll do
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.